is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you, Maybe it's time to make a move. Welcome in. We are live here on this Monday from Parts Unknown. Yes, uh, once again, I am on vacation. How does this work out? Uh, nonetheless, uh, I will be with you here from the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. Hey, I didn't pick the vacation spot. Mom did. Mom paid, so I just showed up. That's the best kind of vacation to go to. More on that. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Mark Zinno. Follow the entire network, at Locked On ATL. We've got a lot to get to today, including... Somebody who should win an award that has no business winning it. We'll get to that. Big news in the NBA that still affects the Atlanta Hawks as the Hawks continue to be put in trade rumors for one other specific player. That's all coming up on the show on this Monday. Again, thank you guys for making A to Z and Locked On Sports part of your everyday sports listen. Okay. Now, uh, by the way, this segment brought to you by our good friends at Sports Card Investors. Uh, I've said this for a couple of weeks, and people told me I was crazy. I've been saying for a couple of weeks that this team, this Braves team, is not done being made yet. Well, guess what? You have two things now that have happened over the course of this weekend that should automatically make you start to think, hey, Zinno was right. Here we go. One of them, obviously, Adam Duvall uh, goes on the I.L., has to have season-ending surgery, and that is now a guy who was part of a platoon situation in left field, right? That was a guy that was uh, offensively still somebody even off the bench that could could help you out and, and do some damage and things of that nature and be a plus bat on this team and even a plus fielder to a certain extent, and now he's done for the year. So you're not just going to go, hey, Eddie Rosario, that left field job, all yours, you take it. We're not going to play anybody else there but you. Nah, it's not going down like that. So the Braves are going to have to figure out a way to replace Adam Duvall's bat, uh, his glove, and whatever else he was bringing you off the bench. Now, I know overall his numbers weren't that great this year. And you may be saying, well, uh, you know, since he's not that big of an offensive piece this year, then I don't really need to worry about what he's going to provide to the team. Um, yeah, that's not like a good way to to value these things remember Adam Duvall was a big part of your playoff run last year and I've talked repeatedly about all those guys who were parts of your playoff run last year you can't automatically assume they'll be parts of the playoff run this year but that said um you still need the body and you know if Duvall was a guy you trust if Duvall was a guy that you thought really highly of uh and somebody who could be a plus piece in the playoffs again pinch hit at bats off the bench cold, able to get big hits. Duvall kind of has a track record for that over his career. Uh, and look, he's well-liked around the Braves clubhouse and everything else. So uh, it, you're going to be missing that portion of things as well. Alex Anthopoulos is going to have to figure out how to replace him. And that is something that is going to challenge Alex going forward. Because I told you guys, there were ways to prove that this team was not being this was not complete, ready for the playoff run as is. That was piece number one. Piece number two, tell you about this, that in a second, but first a word 
from our friends at Sports Card Investors. You know, I don't know if you guys are into baseball cards. I was huge into them as a kid, and they're all in a box in my house. Uh, and I haven't touched them. They're all in the card protectors and everything. But whether you're a casual card collector looking for an exciting alternative investment opportunity, free sports card investor app, yeah, that's the place you go. Breakout stars that you can find or check the value, find deals on their great cards. You know, the new guys have come up like Adley Rushman, Jeremy Pena, all these guys who make the jumps to the big leagues. Or if you want nostalgia for older players, uh, go back in time and see how much your cards are worth uh, and how much they're worth today. Or if you're just interested in getting into sports cards, you can find great deals on all your favorite players of today as well. So that is the way you do it. But download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for uh, for free, rather, on Google Play and the Apple app. Or go to Apple App Stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. As you can see, I'm excited. That's why I'm having trouble reading. But nonetheless, uh, Sports Card Investor app uh, and sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. The other piece of the Atlanta Braves that is starting to be worrisome is Ian Anderson. He got shelled yesterday against the Angels. And I have told you repeatedly, um, Morton didn't have a a terrible start out, didn't have a great start out, but those are two guys that I had a ton of concerns with. And even though Brian Snitker says he's going to keep sending Anderson out there every fifth day when he's got a 5.1 ERA, that's a nice vote of confidence. But if you're trying to catch the Mets, it's it's not always the smartest plan. Um, and so I'm not saying that Ian Anderson needs to be replaced. I'm not saying that Ian Anderson needs to be traded. What I'm saying is, is that depth is always your friend. And that Alex Anthopoulos could go use another quality arm. One way or another. You know what happens, guys, when pitchers struggle. They end up on the injured list because, well, they're forearm soreness, right arm soreness, whatever it may be, and somebody else gets to come in and get a shot. That's essentially what happens. And I'm not sure if Ian Anderson is headed down that road or not, but I do know every fifth day he does not give you a good chance to win a game, especially not at home. At home last year, he was so good. Uh, This year at home, he's terrible. He needs to be so much better than what he was. And it is not uh, something that, that, Really, you know, as you get deeper into August, um, can you continue to send? I mean, this is a tough decision for Snitker. Can you continue to send him out there every fifth day? There are a lot of starting options out there. I was just having a conversation uh, with my brother here on vacation about talking about the available arms out there. And still, a guy like Madison Bumgarner certainly gets me thinking. Why? Because of his postseason experience, because of his big game experience, because he knows how to get hitters out. He's pitching in Arizona right now on a team that can't score runs. If he pitches with the Braves on a team that averages five runs a game, that's a different pitcher, especially down the stretch. And certainly in the postseason, you know, if you get in a pickle, you want to start for game four. uh, Madison Bumgarner is not a terrible choice with all of his postseason success to start game four of a playoff series. So I think that's somebody and a name that you can look to. That's somebody that that at least is out there and would be available. Uh, and I think that there is more of those guys out there. Heck, Zach Ranky could be available. And I'm not. I'm just throwing names out there. Not necessarily. I think he's a perfect fit for the Braves. But the point simply is, is that every one of these teams that thinks they can win a World Series isn't standing pat at the deadline, going, "We're good." 
That's not the mantra. That's not the attitude to have. So when I said basically a month ago that Alex Anthopoulos needs to be every bit of aggressive at this trade deadline as he was last year at the trade deadline, I meant it. And I'm telling you I was right. And I'm telling you it's going to happen because he knows better than anybody. Those moves at the deadline can absolutely change the course of your season and win you a World Series, much like it did for the Braves last year. So this team is not done being structured. It's not done as far as the playoff roster is concerned. And don't be surprised to see Alex make some pretty notable moves when it comes to August 2nd, which is the trade deadline. All right, coming up next, um, there is an award that's going to be given out at the end of the year to somebody who should get it, but has no reason to get it. I'll explain that coming up next. It's A to Z right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno. Follow our entire network here at Locked On Sports Atlanta at Locked On ATL. Of course, all the other shows on this network, absolutely a great uh, band of, of folks that we have here. Uh, and certainly the shows are, are, are getting more popular by the day as we're over 2,000 YouTube subscribers already. But you can check out every other show on the network, A to Z, of course, with me, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones with Jar- Jarvis Davis and Tanisha Batiste, our Braves postcast after every Braves game uh, that comes up right here on this site, as well as Locked On Falcons and Locked On Hawks. And coming up next, by the way, more trade rumors swirling in the NBA that should uh, have the Hawks scurrying for something to happen. That's, a, that's coming up here. But I wanted to start um a conversation because you know I, I am somebody who uh when it comes to postseason awards I, I don't necessarily get wrapped up in um the process of the whole thing um but and, and i understand voter bias and voter fatigue and all these other things and some of this conversation is predicated you know simply on the idea that i am like so over shohei otani being named in the mvp discussion this year uh, last year i think he deserved it 46 home runs, over 100 RBIs. Those are numbers that MVPs typically have and win it. Last year, from a pitching standpoint, he was very, very good. This year, uh, he does not have any offensive numbers worth speaking of. Uh, He does not have any pitching numbers that are eye-popping over the top. Um, You know, I think he's like 9-2 and now, with, or maybe it's 9-3 and after the loss of the Braves. But his ERA is around 3, nothing special. And... We continue to have him at the, as, the, as the favorite to win the AL MVP again, which when you look at the season that Aaron Judge is having, is absolutely laughable. I find it odd that there is a guy who offensively, if you did a blind resume and put his numbers in there, you would be like, there's no way this guy is going to be the MVP. And from a blind resume of his pitching numbers, you'd be like, there's no way this guy is going to be the Cy Young. But yet somehow we're going to make him the AL MVP just because he does both of them. Uh, shocker. Before 1973, pitchers used to do that all the time. You know, hit and pitch. Wow, crazy. Um, nonetheless, so uh, I, I just I think there's a, a sense of uh, overrated is not the right word because I don't think Otani's overrated. I just think that there is a sense of, of, oh, well, you know, we have to give it to him. And by the measure of what he does, considering he's the only guy who does it, well, then guess what? He theoretically should win the MVP every single year when you talk about value of a guy because you can actually get a whole other roster spot on your team with Otani and have six starters or, or five. I mean, you just, it is again, 
understand the value of what it is. I don't need to go into it. I think if you've uh, been paying attention to baseball for the past year, you understand what I'm talking about. Now, what I said a moment ago about, you know, the, the Otani numbers, I think bears itself out in the NL MVP race. And I ask you a question. Can somebody win the MVP who does not lead the league in any statistical offensive category? I don't know if anybody's ever done it, um, but Austin Riley <laughs> would fit that mold. Um, and Austin Riley right now doesn't lead baseball in any offensive category, I think, other than total bases. And I checked this over the weekend. I don't know if uh, it changed between Saturday and Sunday. But other than that, not top five in uh, in batting average, not top five in home runs, not top five in RBIs. Um, you know, they're all he's got all really good numbers across the board. Not OPS, not slugging, not on base percentage, whatever. He just doesn't have numbers that are in the top five in anything. But it's like, how is this guy not going to be considered for the MVP? Oh, by the way, and this is from our good friend Grant McCauley as part of our Braves postcast, but his July has been absolutely insane. First in Major League Baseball in home runs, first in slugging percentage, first in OPS, first in hits, first in extra base hits. Um, he is second in average. He's second in RBIs and second in runs. That's a really good July. Um, and Austin Riley is starting to put together a campaign that should, again, warrant MVP consideration. But again, it's one of those things where it's like there are two things going against him. One, again, as I just said, he's not leading the league in any major offensive category. I mean, you can pick F War and, and Bob Bip and Phipps and WRC Plus and all those things. Great. The nerds will win. Uh, that said, those aren't the ones that really, you know, sort of move the needle when it comes to MVP voters, especially since a lot of baseball voters are, you know, older guys who aren't into the newer nerd stuff that is out there. You know, they just kind of look at average home runs and RBIs and runs and hits and say, yeah, there you go. There's, there's the MVP. So I think that hurts him. But I also think the other thing, and this may hurt him a little bit more, he's not the biggest name on his own team. That belongs to Ronald Acuna. He might not even be the second biggest name on his own team. That may be Dansby Swanson. Um, so it's a problem for Austin because part of getting votes in the MVP, right, wrong, or different, is you have to be part of the public conscience. You ask 100 non-Braves fans to name a Brave, about 95 I'm going to go Ronald Acuna. Maybe one or two other ones will pick somebody else. What can I tell you? You know, heck, some people might pick Spencer Strider because he's gotten more of a uh, a, a sort of uh, air about him given – what he's done from a pitching standpoint. And Austin Riley right now is, is, I think he's like the fifth favorite at 17 to one odds to win the NL MVP. He's going to have a better season than pretty much mostly everybody overall, but yet he's not going to lead in any major category. And I think that's going to hurt him, but this is a guy now that for the second year in a row now is going to finish Definitively in the top 10 of MVP voting. Might be top five. I think last year he finished seventh, I want to say. Or was it fifth? I got to go back and look. But nonetheless, you know, this is a guy for the second straight year now that is going to be top five in MVP voting um, and should be top five in MVP voting when it's all said and done. If he's not, the voters are missing something.
Now, again, Riley still has time to turn it on and put up some eye-popping numbers the rest of the second half, maybe carry his team, maybe help them overtake the Mets, and all those things. And I think it's valid. Uh, and, and if he does, he's certainly going to garner some more consideration for it. But, you know, his former teammate leads Major League Baseball in hits, that Freddie Freeman guy. And I keep saying Freddie who because it's fun. Um, even though Matt Olson leads the league in doubles, I think, at this point. Regardless, uh, Riley has is going to start to put together perennial MVP-type seasons like this. Uh, eventually, he's going to get there. And remember, he didn't make the All-Star game this year on his own. He had to be sort of dragged into it after a couple of other guys stepped out. Like, these are all things, unfortunately, for voters that are in the public conscience um, that people seem to forget about. You know, if you go ask, again, 100 non-Braves fans, tell me two of the first base, third basemen that made the All-Star team, nobody's picking Riley. There's not. It, they'll say Machado and Arenado and, and whoever else is out there. It's just the way it is. But I say all this again to sort of pump up the Austin Riley MVP conversation. And wouldn't it be something if you won the MVP without being top three in any major statistical category uh, in the National League, let alone Major League Baseball? That, to me, is something that should raise an eyebrow about how good Austin Riley is, because he's maybe not dominant in one category. He's just really good in every category. And that's the kind of guy that, you know, you can build around. So uh, Braves will start a series with the Phillies tonight. Try to bounce back after the bad Ian Anderson start, and uh, we'll see where that goes uh, as they have to start, you know, staying where they are. Um, and and they're, they're now, what, a game and a half behind the Mets. I think they gained a game over the weekend um, and, and really start to try to figure out a way to push over this thing. Not the time to lose games to the Philadelphia Phillies. Coming up next, what is going on in the NBA and how it affects the Atlanta Hawks? Why is their name still being bandied about for one particular player? We'll discuss that coming up next right here on A to Z, on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Final segment here of A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Yeah, and I said final segment of A to Z. If that's what you didn't hear, then that's what you're supposed to hear. My jumbled mess of a mouth is uh, getting in my way here on this Monday. Uh, I want to get to some Atlanta Hawks news, but first it's time for a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom. Uh, Shovel of Wisdom to me. Forgot to mention this segment uh, brought to you by our good friends at Coffee AM. We'll get to them here in a few minutes. But today, my shovel goes to Air Canada and Abbas Zob. Yeah, Air Canada is an airline, obviously. Abizog was a passenger uh, in Toronto, and he was flying to San Francisco, and he was prevented from getting on the flight um, due to visa issues. Now, he had went and got into uh, check-in and everything, but they had apparently stopped him at the gate and wouldn't allow him to get on the flight. Unfortunately, he had already checked his luggage, uh, and he wasn't permitted to board the plane. Um, problem is that uh, part of his luggage, um, well, it was two cats. Uh, he had put his two cats on the plane, Mimi and Bubba. They were sent to San Francisco without him. <laughs> he protested the airline and said he was told they either needed to fly to San Francisco to retrieve his pets or arrange for someone on the West Coast to look after them. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Long story short here, uh, Zobe was finally reunited with his pets 
15 hours after checking them in at the luggage terminal in Toronto. I guess uh, somebody else on the plane brought his little kitty cat back to Toronto. Yeah. Um, okay. I, you, you know, like, I get people love pets, and I'm, I love pets, too. And I, Listen, what do you fly with animals for, man? Like, uh, you just, come on. Why would you check your animal in below the plane anyway? If you're going to fly with an animal, don't you just bring it with you? Stash it under the seat? I've actually done that before. It's, it's you know, that's a weird, weird way to go about this, man. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, there's no way I'm putting an animal in with the check luggage. Have you ever seen the videos, like, on TikTok and everything else of uh, baggage handlers handling those things? They chuck bags around like they don't care. You can put fragile on it all you want. Fragile, a kid, if you haven't seen a Christmas story. Um, and, and they're just going to chuck that thing all over the place. So uh, I, I'd be worried putting my pet below the plane. Anyway, we digress. Okay. Uh, big news uh, in the NBA about possibly Kevin Durant being traded to Boston of all places. Uh, and this wasn't anything, you know, this was just came out from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. And while this doesn't directly affect the Atlanta Hawks, I continue to remind everybody, and I, I don't want to be a broken record, and I don't want to sound like a jerk about this, but everybody else has the chance to get better, and the Hawks have not gotten that much better. Deontay Murray doesn't make you a top four team in the East. And that's no disrespect to Murray. Just is what it is. Unless a lot of these players start playing at a level that they never had before. And it was fun to see, by the way, Trey Young and John Collins playing in that Drew League, um, doing alley-oops and things of that nature. It looked like they got along. Oh, well, you know, make of that what you will. But if the Boston Celtics get Kevin Durant, it's a three-team race in the East. That's it. It's Boston, Milwaukee, maybe Miami, maybe Philadelphia. But it's Boston and Milwaukee, and then that's it. So, you know, I, I, again, I sit here and I just say this to be a realist about where the Hawks are and what they have in front of them. And oh, by the way, you know, if this thing falls through for Boston, because you only get one chance to pull off a deal like this. This is not a deal that you can get bandied about for a long period of time. Apparently the Boston Celtics dangled Jalen Brown out there as, as the trade piece. Nobody wants to be second choice. Nobody wants to feel like they're not an important part of an organization. And once you throw a trade name like that out there, you know, a guy that, you know, that you wouldn't have moved. Now, granted, again, you're moving him for a top 10 player in NBA history, but still, he's not going to enjoy the feeling of being the, you know, the, the, the second choice of the Boston Celtics to anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Nobody enjoys that feeling. So if this thing falls through, Jalen Brown might be a guy that wants to trade out of town. Now, that may be something that the Hawks could get into. And the Hawks are still being bandied about in one other trade name. And I'll tell you who that is in just a moment. First, a word from our friends at Coffee AM. Guys, you've heard me tell you about them every single day. Why? Because the coffee is great. It's so great, I even brought it with me on vacation. Coffee AM is a small batch roasting company right here in Atlanta. And they have some of the freshest coffees around. Why? Because they roast them and ship them basically on the same day. If not the same day, very close to it. You know, and look, they get coffees from around the world with Coffee AM. Sumatra, Rainforest, Kenya, whatever it may be, those are some of my favorites um, that I've tried. There are so many other flavors, and they are so good. 
Coffee AM only roasts the most current crop, specialty grade coffees. I told you about the huge selection. It's organic, fair trade, direct trade, and expertly crafted brands of espressos, espresso, espressos, uh, flavored coffees and teas, gift sets, and a whole lot more roasted right here in your backyard. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today. Take a look at their full menu of everything that they have, coffees, teas, gift sets. It's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code. Locked on to get 15% off your first order at checkout at Coffee AM. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. It's right here in Georgia. All right, how in the world are the Atlanta Hawks being still talked about in trades for Donovan Mitchell? Like, I saw that other report from Woj, um, and, and I forget it was who else was reporting the same thing. But regardless... What in the world are the Hawks going to do with Donovan Mitchell at this point? I mean, unless you're trading Deontay Murray back to Utah, I'm not sure why you would have given away assets to give away more. Like that's so I don't know how the Hawks are still being unless that was a they were just lumping them in as one of the teams that were made. Uh, that's not the sense I got from the article. Um, and even though the article focused more on Donovan Mitchell actually heading to the Knicks and what that's going to look like and things of that nature, but. Um, there were a whole list of teams that, that were out there uh, when I was reading the column, including the Hawks, uh, that were still being, you know, tossed around in the idea that Donovan Mitchell would become part of them. I, I Look, I think that, that window is shut. Again, I think the John Collins window is shut. I think the Hawks roster is what it is. I would be more than surprised if they were able to get a deal done um, for John Collins at this point. The plan Bs that are – and maybe, look, if the Kevin Durant trade – that looks at and goes, okay, I'm going to get Collins. It helps solidify my roster. But it looks like this is a roster that they're going to battle with uh, in 2022. That's just kind of crazy right now. Uh, and and it's sort of like a little bit of a day here right now. Drinking uh, September, everything roster is finalized by then. You still have a whole month of August to get things done. And a lot of teams may be waiting to see if the Kevin Durant domino falls before they make any other final decisions. So we'll see where that goes. All right, that'll do it for me here on this Monday. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Again, give me a follow on Twitter, at Mark Zinno. You guys have a great day. Don't forget to crap from anybody. See you.